This is JFM Podcast. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to date, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Sonomolad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fadab and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsang Fanam. It's a beautiful uh, Wednesday evening, uh, 11th of October 2023. Well, Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, Gilbert. How was your day? How's the going? Good evening, Ponsang. I had um, a largely interesting day. Um, Of course, I'm always amazed. I'm always fascinated um, when I come in company or in contact with young people full of ideas, um, full of innovations. You never really know what the city is all about until you get to, me- to meet individuals, really amazing young personalities, you know, coming together to just try to see um, how, you know, they can gel ideas together to make sense. So I think it was the highlight of my day and... Of course, also not to forget that work was at the center of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Pasak, this is just, you know, in a way to say that people just can't afford to miss Christmas and just come, you know, December this year, 2023. Um, There is something really amazing, like, you know, um, that people have got to expect in due time. Yeah. Well, Christmas is going to be fun in Johnson. I pray that God is going to lengthen our lives so that uh, we weakness it. Well, Gilbert, let me start on this note. Yeah. Uh, you know, I the blessing that I count, you know, as great blessing in my life is uh, the privilege and the opportunity uh, and the the blessing, I'll say, to meet people and to have people, mm-hmm. uh, people that will counsel you and people that will, you know, uh, stay with you and even to, you know, sit and have conversation with you. And those people I, I truly respect, you know, uh, them and I, I would like to say happy wedding anniversary, you know, to someone I, I call him my boss, not boss in a bossy sense of way, but uh, he's a friend, he's a big brother, and he's a mentor. He's a boss. That is Barista Polycap Datao. You know him very well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I admire. I think that he he's living the life because he plays the guitar. He's a scholar. He's a writer. He's a researcher. Uh, he's happily married with two children, and 
he appreciated, you know, the sense of him appreciate aesthetics, beauty, uh, for me is very impeccable and it's something that I admire, especially when we, uh, when, when I come across, you know, any new music and then I send to him and, you know, we kind of share music. You. you know, it's... His, his musical taste is very is something that I deeply uh, admire. So, happy 15th wedding anniversary uh, to you, sir. And he's a director of research, uh, you know, in the governor's office. Happy 15th wedding anniversary uh, to you, sir, and your darling wife. I pray that uh, today will be a day that you uh, renew your vows, you know, to always prioritize each other's happiness, you know, in this journey called uh, marriage. Happy wedding anniversary to you, sir. We wish them many, many years of bliss. Um, yes, basically, that's that. Really a great personality. Of course, we have interacted with him and you can you need to watch smell the aura. The I, I really need to. I you really need to. Need to. I was wowed the, the day you said that to me here in the studio, of course, in his presence, um, that he plays the guitar. He, he's into music, a lot of things. And then when you begin to wonder, how can just one person be this abundantly blessed? And, but that's what, you know, um, God has been gracious to pledge state for to, with such an individual. But I like the way you said um, he's living the life. He's, yeah, he he's so visibly, I couldn't resist the urge of laughing, yeah, you know, at, <laughs> at that. So we wish them a happy um, at least marriage, he's not, at a wedding least, anniversary. To yeah, say. At least he's not living a boring life. He's True. living a happy life. So. <laughs> living the life. Yeah, living the life, you know. <laughs> I think I should do a program about living a life, you know, someday. And, you know, one of my good friend and my brother, Mr. Michael Dashit of the uh, Federal Fire Service, who is serving, not in Plato, is serving in Yobe State. I mean, he's, he has done incredibly well, you know, uh, especially he's very passionate about his job. Anytime we talk, you know, his friends, you know, he always say that this is summertime period. Make sure that, you know, you take care of yourself because any small thing, you know, uh, fire, is, is going to mm. be fire. So, mm. uh, happy birthday to you, my brother, Mr. Michael Dashid. You know, I, I so much admire his drive, love for family, love for country, and love for, you know, vocation, work. Uh, I mean, those three things are so dear to me. And mm. anybody that I see, you know, display. Uh, and if he calls you his friend, he goes all the way out, you know, mm. for you. Well, Gilbert, what stories, you know, have kept you busy today? Yeah, you can't escape um, the Israeli, Israel Gaza, Israel Palestine story. But I think that there's something um, that, that happened in Niger, just close by here. And that's the effect that, you know, um, the authorities, the military hunter there, mm. decided to ask the UN officials to just leave, to leave. And I found that so difficult to understand and when you're asking officials such as this what are you saying and what do you expect how do you expect the international community to react especially looking at the plight of your civilians these people whether you like it or not certain people have accused them at different points in time of you know having ulterior motives especially the guys in the NGO, you see these things happening or coming out of a place like Bruno State. But I just wonder what the UN officials there would have done because according to them, um, their actions pertained, which word perfidy is perfidious, mm -hmm. their stay in Niger Republic there. So you begin to wonder, um, there are boundaries that I feel, that I think authorities shouldn't cross especially because you have civilians and it's not all about war. Everything isn't about war. And there are times you have to make concessions, you know. So um, 
it's really difficult to comprehend, like I said earlier. But this is just hoping that um, both in, am I saying both? It's more than both. Mali, Burkina Faso, you have these things, and Niger Republic, possibly Gabon added to the list. These are places that there are similar or similar situations out there because as far as we're concerned, it's not um, democratically elected leaders at the helms of affairs in those countries. And it means there is a semblance of unrest there and these guys have to put on their thinking cap and allow um, civility to say rain. Yeah. Well, uh, my problem, my issue with uh, the military junta in Niger Republic is that the UN, most of, I mean, healthcare in some of these poor countries are funded by, you know, uh, this international organization. So are they saying that they have enough money, you know, to cater for their citizens, you know, for example, or even the humanitarian intervention that uh, the UN has been doing uh, in Niger Republic? I think that countries should learn from uh, North Korea. North Korea is an isolated, isolated society, country right country. now. Mm. And, and look at, you know, uh, people don't have any much, mm-hmm. they don't enjoy rights, mm-hmm. uh, basic human rights in North Korea, uh, North Korea like other, you know, societies do. So uh, the junta should really sit back and think about, look at their people. If you are taking any action, you have to look at your people to say, what is the implication, you know, of this action that we're taking on our people? Instead of saying, you get out, you get out, you mm-hmm. come in. No, mm-hmm. that is not how to go. Uh, there should be some form of diplomacy. Uh, trust me, if the UN, you know, goes... Uh, leaves, you know, uh, the uh, Niger Republic... In 72 hours. There's going to be their consequences. Their consequences, you know, on the people, uh, especially the women and children, because if you look at some of these interventions, uh, children, where will they get uh, mosquito-treated? Medications. Well, yeah. Hmm. So uh, these are some of the uh, issues, for example. I, I just want for them, you know, to uh, think through. Well... Uh, I don't know. Have you followed the press conference by uh, uh, Peter Obi? Yeah, sure, sure, yes. And he, according to him, Nigeria's battered image across the globe has even received um, an extra ounce of addition, you know, to what used to be quite unfortunate there. But I don't think that this certificate saga issue is going away anytime soon, and that's quite unfortunate. Um, you see. There is nothing wrong with anybody. Ponsak, for example, I come from a humble background. There is nothing wrong with me coming to tell the society, if I assume. I think that would even serve as an inspiration to people who come from indigent backgrounds to, to look at you know, life differently and feel that it's possible to attain whatever height it is that you have attained rather than just continue to... C- um, conceal and conceal um, certain things that have to do with your life and unfortunately you're in the public space so you don't expect for your life to continue to be in secret or everything about you to continue to be shrouded in secrecy and that's really wrong and um, the, pro- the the president is, is, is a democrat I want to believe he knows everything that is happening about some of this furor and frenzy at Chatham House he did come out to say uh, look his certificate had been retrieved. How did he say it? Um, he said initially it was missing or something and that he had gotten another copy from Chicago State University. So it's now time for you to just come out to clear the air on some of these things because previously you have alluded to these things because you know there were questions, you know, in time past when you were governor, when you were coming up politically in your career. So it's nothing bad, I think, to just give people the details, point at these things. 
if there are events that punctuated your growth, say this is it, humbly, and people will just be glad to accept it and allow all of these things to die down. Now, you look at the reports that certain Nigerians, you know, have been maltreated or mistreated outside the shores of Nigeria, and people asking you to just try to prove your certificate um, because of forgery cases. And I think this is bad publicity. This is bad um, story for a country in Nigeria. Yeah, well, the BBC uh, thinks differently because the BBC Global uh, Disinformation Team reported that uh, uh, the certificate that uh, President Tinubu presented to INEG is not forged or wasn't forged. Uh, so I leave it at that. We're going to play this insert from the press statement of uh, uh, former governor of Anambra State and the presidential candidate of the Labour Party in the last election, Mr. Peter Obi. When we come back, we have the uh, Honorable Commissioner for Transportation. He's going to clear lot of issues you know are uh, today so uh, just stick around we'll be right back having followed a prolonged identity crisis that recently played out in american court system and the controversy surrounding the authenticity of the chicago state university credentials or chief bola ahmed tunibu i must confess i'm distressed as a nigerian in addition to the barrage of media frenzy that the matter has triggered at home and abroad, I have had the wholesome burden of responding to embarrassing questions about the Nigerian overall credibility as a nation to privileged audience and individuals both at home and abroad in different parts of the world I've traveled recently. To the outsiders, the entire Chicago University matter, as well as Chief Bola Ahmed Tinibu's many other lingering identity question marks have further worsened Nigerian less than glorious image internationally. Uninformed outsiders now see every Nigerian as a froster, certificate forger, or identity thief. The controversy is unnecessary, just as the implicit global embarrassment could have been avoided. In my opinion, Chief Bola Ahmed Tinibu should have saved the nation and himself this protracted embarrassment and undo sight. Even in this late in the day, however, Chief Ahmed Bolatinibu still owes the nation and the world a simple debt of obligation only he can discharge. I therefore respectfully and humbly call on him to immediately and personally mount the restroom of his present high office to perform a simple task once and for all time. He should reintroduce himself to the nation he governs and to the world for avoidance of further doubt. He should let the world know his name, his nationality, his place of birth, his parentage, the primary and secondary school he attended with dates as well as the actual universities he attended and certificates obtained. He should indicate clearly where and when he did his national youth service. In addition, if at any time he had had a change of name. He should state so clearly and circumstance that is itself is no crime. This is a simple task that will take only a few minutes. It requires no affidavit, prolonged court process, spokesperson, agents or surrogates. The task is one that only Chief Bola Tinibu himself, through a direct personal statement, can perform. He must perform this task urgently in order to lay to rest once and for the last time the many lingering doubts and valid speculation about his true identity. A leader cannot assource a clear, unambiguous personal statement about his identity to political surrogates, official spokespeople, lawyers, or any other person, no matter how highly placed. A matter of personal identity of a leader is too sensitive and central to the function of the office he currently occupies to be 
trifled with, are sourced or disguised under the cloak of official. It is a, about integrity, morality, values, and the rule of law that defines the character of a nation and its people. In his present capacity as a leader of a nation of over 200 million Nigerians, his true identity is a matter of grave national and international interest. The people deserve to know with certainty the true identity of their leader, and this overrides whatever rights he may have to personal privacy. In addition, to the inter- in addition the international community deserves to know the true identity of the person with whom they will engage on Nigeria. Having stood for an election of elevated office of the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, Chief Bola Tinibu have implicitly undertaken to cede the rights of private citizens in favor of life of open disclosure of his true identity and other circumstances that might be of public interest. His personal integrity demands no less. The legitimacy of the office he currently occupies demands that much and even more. Respect for the integrity and esteem of the Nigerian nation within the Committee of Nations makes it even more incumbent and compulsory. It is time to do the right thing. Long live the Federal Republic of Well, that was uh, Mr. Peter will be there. In case you just tune in, uh, the program is Nigeria at Sunset uh, on J101.9 FM here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We have the Honorable Commissioner for Transportation here in Plateau State, Honorable Jato Gyang Davo is here with us. Good, good evening. Thank you very much, sir, for coming. Evening, Gilbert. Evening, Ponsak. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I, I must uh, confess to you that... Uh, uh, since you know your appointment as commissioner, I think that you are the only commissioner that, in my you know judgment, you know you have been up and doing, inspecting the railroads, you know signing the MOU, you know with uh, some uh, companies, especially airline companies, and lot of you know other things that uh, you've been doing. But well, uh, I'm glad you're here today. You're going to uh, talk to us in details, you know, about some of the things that you've been doing. First, let's start with the uh, reinforcement on the ban of uh, I say reinforcement because the ban is not by this government. This government came and made a law uh, from 2010 and they decided look we need to reinforce you know this law. The last administration did not repeal or even do anything you know about that but uh, the Mutfang administration is reinforcing you know that law. Talk, talk to us about the rationale, you know, behind uh, this reinforcement. Good evening, listener. Let me first and foremost use the opportunity to appreciate His Excellency Barrister Caleb Manasi Mudfang for deeming it fit to um, appoint me uh, to serve in his cabinet to serve the people of Plateau State. He did promise the youth that he will run his government with them. And um, my appointment and others is under a testament of um, that uh, pronouncement he had made in diverse forums. Um, on the ban on motorcycles, reinforcement. We shouldn't because yeah, <laughs> I, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. ban on uh, motorcycles and um, restriction of movement of tricycles 
that is where we are at the moment. Yeah. It may interest you to know that um, the law in place predates this administration. Mm -hmm. It's a law by the State House of Assembly in the year 2013. That's a law of 13 years. I want Plato people to get this clear. It's been signed. It is a working document for the state. But for the fact that um, we had a lawyer as the governor in the past eight years, now we have a sane lawyer. I, I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, true. We have a sane lawyer. Sane lawyer. A sane lawyer at the moment as the governor of this state who dust um, his archives and saw a law. Aside seeing the law, he had seen a lot of damages and public outcry on the troubles caused the state by uh, these motorcycle users. Of course, His Excellency Barrister Caleb Mutfang is human. And he would not just fold his hands to watch people being killed on a daily basis, to watch people being uh, dealt with inhumanly on a daily basis by the use of these uh, motorcycles. Most of the crimes we uh, have in the state, you would have in a way or the other linked to these motorcycles. What do you do when there is a law in place to contain uh, a rising insecurity. You've seen how best His Excellency has brought peace to Mangu, which heated to was uh, in the heat of fire prior to his uh, inauguration as the governor. And then why would we leave the city center in so much uh, chaos? That would, have been, that would have consumed the state. For instance, the incident that led to the death of Fimbi, if at that point some people were there to, uh, I mean, to aid Swimbe, to save Fimbe from that incident, and then there was a clash, would we not have, uh, have would it not have led into crisis in the state? Yeah. Where mm -hmm. would we have been by today? You see, these are causative agents of crisis. The government is mindful of the fact that. This venture is an area where people make their livelihoods. Very, very mindful of that. But then, do we make livelihood in illegalities? A question to ask ourselves. Well, that's a good rhetorical question. It is illegal as far as Plateau State is concerned. And for within the past eight years, we, we've we've um, had interaction with security agents on why this uh, ban was not enforced in the past eight years. And they would say, no, the, the, the government paid, uh, was nonchalant about it. And in most cases, they would say, Adaga Kafa, Adaga Kafa. That, that's, that's insanity. That's insanity. You have, a, that's, you have a law in place and you come to some points, you say, Adaga Kafa. No. And you know the damage that is being done by, uh, to the state by this. We are very, very mindful of uh, the fact that people are earning their livelihood with uh, this venture. But then, within this period of this law, have those venturing into this activity seen the need to come up 
to their representative for the repeal of this law, giving cogent suggestions on how it can be best streamlined to curtail all these incidences. That's a question that needs to have been asked in the past eight years. But nothing was done about it. But of course, we can sit down and watch people being killed, people being kidnapped. In, in, in the, the suburbs there, you will find out that those using this bajaj, you just pick someone, go and kill, go away with the bike. Yes, it happens. So you're saying that it's even a, there's a security threat on the commercial uh, motorcycle Motorcycle. users themselves because, you know, the bad eggs can, you know, take them isolated place and kill them and uh, take their property. These are surrogates of uh, bad elements in this society. You don't see, you you, you, you want to have a way of seeing them as uh, good people that you are interacting. We have good people amongst them. Let me be very honest with you. We have good and sane people amongst them. But then uh, the house man will say, why can't they combat the Sora? And then should we continue to? They have not tried as much as they could to even fish out the bad, bad eggs amongst them. Yeah. That would have even made, uh, you know, have made government have a rating. But we are saying if they have any trouble with the reinforcement, I still insist it's reinforcement. Right, okay. Yes, because it's a law that has been in effect since 20. 20- 13. You understand? If they had any issues, the period within uh, that period till this time would have been enough for someone to say, okay, we want this mod- uh, um, uh, I mean, uh, models this way. Let's have it this way. Let's have it this way. We wouldn't have been here at the moment. Okay. So, I mean, but uh, how about, you know, the untold hardship that is going to cause uh, commuters? You know, for example, if you live in DA. You know, uh, if you live in the uh, community of the south, you stop at, you know, Zaramaganda Junction, there's no uh, taxi or there's no cab service that will take you into your community. And most of these uh, people, you know, resident in DA will always depend on this motorcycle, you know. Is government providing an alternative, you know, so that com- commuters, you know, will find it a bit easy, you know, to transport themselves to their homes or place of business? Well, well, we have uh, three types of routes, basically the trunk A, trunk B, trunk C. Yeah. You, you understand. And then um, the trunk A and B, yes, basically, uh, majorly, you have vehicles moving there. And in the B, the tricycles moves there. Mm. And it is expected that in the trunk C, bikes moves there. But that we, strong C controlled by the local government? Yes. Okay. We have trouble at hand. Look at the options. Is the, can uh, Fimbe's life be brought back with a billion naira? No. Ten billion dollars? Not. No. Definitely not. You understand? Mm. Can Fimbe's life be brought by the stress cost someone to trek 500 meters? Fimbe's life cannot be brought back by the stress caused by someone to trek 500 meters. So it's better that we, we, we manage some pains. Listen, for uh, Ponsat, I have also heard the public outcry on this reinforcement. Mm. But the truth of it is we have failed to understand the fact that all of us are potential victims of these uh, troubles. 
we are potential victims. You are seeing, looking at it from a distance that it's just affecting uh, the previous family. It's affecting this one. Uh, this one was robbed. This one was robbed. Do you know who the next victim is? And at that point, you will be crying uh, on regretting why the invention of a motorcycle. Yes. It gets to points that you regret why certain things were invented mm -hmm. because of the trouble they have caused you. All right, well, so honestly, His Excellency have a very good thought about uh, Plateau State. And then the option, just like you were saying, the, the, it's, uh, there is an alternate using the bike, I mean the tricycles. Tricycle. They are still being in use. Okay. But, but, but there's enforcement. Yes. The reinforcement is on time. Operational time. Of Operational yes. time. Okay. You understand. And, and what's the operational time again? Is there any change, you know? Um, from 6 to 7. 6 a.m. to 7. P.m. 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. PM. Okay. You understand. Okay. At least uh, a modest person should have planned to be home around that time. Except there are exigencies that get your mind uh, out of the house for you know other important engagements but i, I have there been a uh, tax force you know in place to uh, checkmate you know defaulters and uh, to bring them to book y yes tax uh, force in like, let's talk about mobile courts you know and you know what have you yes a tax force has been constituted led by the honorable attorney general of the state yeah uh, that's last friday Tax force has been constituted. Now we are in the, the period of sensitization to resensitize the people that know this thing you are doing is illegal. It's just an information. In case you didn't know, it is illegal. And so the criminals from other parts of the country where the use of these uh, bikes had been banned have migrated into Jaws. And then the rate of criminality gets uh, surging uh, on a daily basis. So, right. so we wouldn't want to let the state out uh, to the hands of criminals. Okay. And then we have to cry for it, you know, in the near future. I mean, let's talk about something that I, I, I want to think that is personal to me. Illegal parking of trucks on our roads. Because they degrade, you know, our road, number one. Number two, they constitute, you know, as even security nuisance, especially the Dardinkwa First Gate, you know, uh, that uh, place. And I learned that the truck drivers, I don't know who they pay 500 naira to. But uh, if their truck will sleep, you know, uh, overnight, they pay, you know, a certain sum. I don't know uh, if it's 500, you know, to be specific. But what is your ministry or what is this government doing about uh, parking, big trucks parking on the road? Well, um, before my coming into government, I have always prayed that if I know someone in government, I will just uh, push him into, you know, dealing with incidences of uh, this illegal parking on the way. And fortunately, I am in government mm -hmm. and saddled with responsibility of transport in the state. Now the onus is on me to check such incidences. It's actually a very, very bad uh, activity that we have trucks. I have a friend that I lost uh, last year, by Mr. Petrus, as a result of this parking uh, oh, on the street. Yeah. yeah, he rammed into a truck, and that was the end of him. 
a very, very promising gentleman. He almost done with his PhD in the Nazarene State University. In fact, he, had, he was done with his PhD just for, you, you get. So I feel such pains excruciatingly, so deep in my mind. Mm. Not because it has affected me, because I, it has also affected a lot of people in the state. Right. So I just felt coming into government, I would just deal with these people. But then I, there are stages, steps government is taking to tackle that. You, let me inform you that government had taken steps directing local government chairman to procure lands for truck terminals. One in Hawankibu, uh, ascending to uh, Rium. One in Marabanjama, Babali, and uh, Zaria Road. I mean, the last administration even budgeted five hundred million, you know, for that project, but it never uh, came to limelight. Are you giving assurance to Plow Two P people uh, that your ministry and this government is committed, you know, to establish these truck terminals? You, 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 you have a governor in place that feels the pains of a plateau person deeply deeply and he is aware of this plight and he is on top of this with proposals on ground to see how best these truck terminals can be developed not for the um, little encumbrances we are having with the local government system i might, i assure you that by now something would have been cooking on uh, this. That's where we are having the little trouble. But then we uh, have discussed with the local government chairman and then partnering with them to see the need to have these truck terminals in place. Of course, soon as we have these truck terminals in place, oh dear, a tax force will be in place All right. for enforcement of violators. And then we will make it in such a way that, yeah, we, 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 we must go to the House of Assembly again to have a law that checks that. Any uh, violator have a very good fine to pay. Of course, we are also working out, uh, out plans to deploy the juggernauts of uh, those trucks, towing vans of the... Uh, Ministry of Transport, VIO, to some of these checkpoints, you, you discover that uh, within the city, city center, when you have a truck breaks down, it impedes movement for hours, most especially around uh, this major entrance to the state. We are having plans to have one on standby. Should there be any of such breakage, pick it up. To a location, dump it there, come and perfect your repairs, pay for whatever you you uh, the cost you incur, so that we will not be le leaving people stranded on the way. And so, government is on top of this by the grace of God to make sure that we have these truck terminals across these areas, major entry points to the state. All right. And then there will be a time within which you don't ply the road to the city. Yes. The intention is by uh, 10 p.m. you can 
do whatever, 10 to 4 a.m. You can do whatever, whatever activity you have within the city center. Mm. Those, th that's the trucks uh, owners. That's when activities would have declined. Mm. You have a decline in activities, and then they will do their movement. Once it's 4 a.m., look for the next truck terminal. Park there till the next uh, 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 period you have to move. All right. I'm going to return to something that Ponsak took you up upon, Honorable Commissioner, and that's um, the timing for Kekana Pep users, that's tricycle riders, to just retire. He gave an example with DA, and there are certain people who, by virtue of the business they do, 7 o'clock would be relatively short for them to retire home, Honorable Commissioner. And I'm just thinking around that axis, that area, or similar locations, 7 p.m., you could imagine perhaps a, a, a mother with her baby closing from work, say, at 8, and has to retire home, and then perhaps taking again the pains to return or to trek before getting home and all of that. Um, I would I really appreciate, on a personal level, if government looks into this, but I wanted to comment on that and then, of course, speak about the near-comatose transportation within the city, within just township area, if I may say. In the past, there used to be these vehicles, popularly called Babaja. And I, I don't think they still exist. And what can be done again to revamp or to rejig the transport system within the township? Because that's really a challenge. Well, uh, talking about the uh, timing the, of restriction of KK, uh, yeah, the, I learned on good authority that there was um, a further relaxation by the past government, which I'm still trying to study, see the document to see that timing. Meanwhile, there is a law in place. And of course, laws are made for man. This is democracy. My government, our government, your government. And these laws are made to govern us. Where we find the laws not favorable to us, as a people, we can go through the same channels to seek for, okay, uh, this law, this thing should be relaxed. This thing, we have people representing us. They are the ones that make these laws. And I'm sure they took into cognizance a lot of issues before coming up with these laws. And so if um, we, 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 with the trends we have on ground, with current realities on ground, this law has been outlived by present activities. We call on the populace, the plateau citizens, to write memos seeking to repeal the law, stating in clear terms what they need the repeal for. So it is uh, a democracy, you understand. But at the moment, we have a law in place. The trunk sea roads, as I say, you can hardly find a road in, within town that KK does not fly. You can hardly find. There are, but you can hardly find. And so if um, we have them, it's just for people to be able to plan their activities. For now that the law is in place, plan your activities on how to uh, you know, meet up with the time. You see, it, is not, it does not benefit government anything 
this ban does not benefit government anything, but it's for the safety of the riders or the passengers, better still. It's for the safety. You, you, you will be looking at uh, a, a victim somewhere. I'm not sure. i sorry to the film-based family for making a reference to him. I'm not sure he uh, woke up that day with the uh, thought that he would die that day by uh, such uh, uh, you know, incidents. But of course, we lost the life of a gallant uh, person in the land. It's so painful. And so many others that you and I know. You, you understand? So I, I still repeat that a billion dollar, whatever stress you incur in the process of movement, cannot bring back someone's life. And so it's better to bear whatever stress, whatever trouble you have, for you to have a life to live. So let's have lives to live first. And then we can think of how to better the lives. But of course, we will get this to the tax force. Uh, if it's a general public outcry, they will look into it. If uh, the governor will have to make any pronouncement, relaxing the time for that, fine. If it's something that will need to go to the House of Assembly again for a repeal, fine. But then this government is sensitive to the yearnings of the people. I have uh, attended occasions in so many places, wherever. You, you, I wish you know the pressure that had been on government to ban uh, these activities. And of course, government did not do this out of emotions. Yes, it's not out of emotions, but out of the sheer fact that it is a law on ground. Yeah. Governor Mutfang never took it to the House of Assembly for uh, got to the House of Assembly to make a law in that regard. The Babajang uh, cast, we are just coming on board. And then with the incidents of uh, removal of fuel subsidy, a lot of plans are, are on the way. There is a committee for uh, palliatives, which I happen to be part of it. And then we've drawn up a plan to get this in course. And very soon you will see action on ground. All right. Well, let's open the phone lines. In case you're just tuning, we've been having a conversation with the Honorable Commissioner for Transportation in Plateau State, Honorable Jato Gyang Davo. And we looked at, I, I really wanted for us to talk about, you know, the train service. But, uh, well, I know that as time permits, we're going to talk about that. We'd love to hear from you. 12 or you call 090-556-6699. Don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely before you uh, call. Gilbert. On Facebook, we're JFM Live. And on Twitter, on X, that is, we're JFM Joss. Yeah, let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Hello, good evening. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Tell us the name and join the conversation, please. This is Yakubu calling from Federal Government Conditions. Thank you, Yakubu, for calling. We're listening. Thank you. Uh, I welcome Mr. Uh, Commissioner. You're yeah, welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sir. In fact, you are doing a just in starting. You are doing something wonderful to sanitize plateau state, more especially just. But my concern, as you are saying, are in hard time now. I'm a civil servant, and you know the the hard thing we are going. Maybe I get my bus. I just need to go to office. And uh, so I see some, there are various, I see a drama, there is just 
already police have already started uh, arresting the machine. Some of the one police they say bring a valid ID card. If you bring your valid ID card, you are free to go. But if you didn't bring your valid ID card, you have to leave the machine here. That's what the drama they did today. So what we are doing, let's get enforcement is everywhere in job. Because sometimes there's an area that people don't go to do the work there. There's an area they will stay there and do the work. And kidnapping uh, that address of is not only KK. Even, even more to one, one time, sister, I just come back to somewhere and uh, in the car, they pick up her phone and I pass, run away with it. Answer my question. You know, in just when you see anywhere park, anywhere park, when come to police, you see a park there. You see area, you see park on the road, you see people parking, uh, getting passengers there. What, uh, uh, what are you going to do about all these things? Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Uh, well, the commissioner is noting, you know, your questions and is going to answer them. Okay. Okay. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Um, my name is Awoker Suleiman. I'm calling from Hongorobo. Thank you, Awoker, for calling. We're listening. Okay. Um, thank you, Honorable Commissioner. I heard all you said. But this is my concern because Plateau is, uh, as the name implies, some of this and tourism. If you can go to some of the north states, like uh, not northern states, like Kano states, you can see that the government used to get huge amounts of money in terms of packing of such these trucks. And again, I would like to uh, the honourable commissioner to 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 know that. These are terminals for trucks that if you can be able to, 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 to fund it, at least the government will be, will, will be earning a lot and a lot of money for the state. Again, my another concern is the issue of the road. Because the Honorable Commissioner, I don't know how, how the government, but I can see in some of the areas the government has started a very wonderful road. But I don't know how, especially the, 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 the just town, which is the, the, the main town. The roads are so, 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 so bad. And I know that so many of the work, the PDP government, especially the past administration, during the Babajan administration, have done a fantastic one. So I would like to uh, at least ask the Honorable Commissioner about what the government is doing in order to at least uh, finish off some of the roads or at least to do them well. That is my question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After this, Gilbert will... Okay. Hello? Hello, good evening. Oh, today I'm successful. Oh, Tell us your name and join the conversation. Uh, this is Alcasim calling from the Central Market. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, regarding the ban on the commercial motorcycle, I think this is not coming too soon, and a lot of people are aware of it. But the fact that whatever a government is trying to do, an alternative should be dried so as people will be able to work with the alternative measures. You cannot take away the source of mobility, perhaps not providing another alternative. Most important is this harsh economy. People are struggling. That's a lot of impact at home. I think the government needs to drive and push the issue 
on the bike rider and he only wanted to fight. And lastly, he found this segment earlier. And with the leaked audio uh, uh, talks with the pastor, I think it's a shame for Peter Obi to talk about integrity in this country. Because we don't need this kind of leader saying things that does not go down with their integrity. If you want to pull, uh, speak about integrity, you should first lead yourself. That leader should have let Nigeria to even a war. So I think he doesn't have the right to speak what he trying to do. Nigeria is better leader than what we Thank you. Gilbert. Victor Barge on Facebook says the ban on commercial motorcycles in the Josbukuru metropolis is good to some extent. Um, it is bad also affecting the people in one way or the other. It's the livelihood of some families and there are areas in Josbukuru metro where commercial motorcycles are the only solution in transporting people to various destinations. Godwin Sule says... It's not bad when the governor enforced the ban of motorcycles in Bukuru Metropolis. It's because of what happened um, that he had to do that. Omar Dan Matthew says, Banning motorcycles is a welcome development. I went to just today to discover a trailer of railway tracks, which I believe is towards our visionary governor Caleb's plans to revamp the railway system within just Bukuru Axis. Donzi is saying, the ban of motorcycles is for the safety of the people. Government should consider the riders with taxis because most of them are the breadwinners of their families. And the introduction of train transportation on the plateau is a welcome idea. God bless you. Dimas Bala says, I know frankly speaking, the ban on commercial motorcycles is not going to be easy. Government has decided already we need to adjust. Really unfortunate that some few miscreants who are using motorcycles um, to steal and kill innocent people, have put many innocent people who are doing their legitimate business into hardship. Paulson Jr. says, train, Bringing train service will go a long way to alleviate the hardship of the masses since many workers are sacked, salaries weren't paid either. And then Izank Asi says, You guys are doing a great job. Richard Ebita says, God bless you guys for educating the masses as regards to governance. Combs Willing says, I love your program and I'm watching live from Lagos. So fine, Akila says, concerning the certificate saga, the president should come out and clear himself on the issue of forged certificate. Gobat God says, always educative. You are doing well. Good evening. Ruth Sankira says, Obi has said it all. Tinubu as a leader should lead by example. The little girl that forged her jam result was expelled. Same thing should apply in this case. Johanna Nandet says, Great policy. Banning the motorcycles within the Josbukri Metropolis is the way forward because this will mitigate the level of reckless driving and some criminal acts within the state. God bless you guys in the studio. Thank you. Bonsak. Yeah, well, uh, okay, Honorable Commissioner, please go ahead and respond. Uh, well, I didn't take note of the... Uh, the caller's names, but then yeah, uh, yeah, of I course, yeah, yeah. Of the issues. Yeah, the issues are important. The first caller from uh, is it Zaria Road? Yeah, yeah. Who uh, spoke about um, the bikes and identification? Yeah, 
the law is clear, it's explicit on commercial motorcycle. Mm -hmm. If you are using a motorcycle for commercial purpose, the ban affects you. But for those who uses it for the means of transportation, personal, personal means of transportation, yeah. private, you will have to identify yourself, mm -hmm. what you do, where you are going. You, you get, once you have that identity, you don't have problem with this uh, tax force. And then we've uh, had a, a, a lot of concern about um, selective uh, enforcement or reinforcement. Some people would say there are areas in town that uh, this enforcement can... This is a holistic enforcement. There is no sacred cow. And uh, the, this government, whatever it says, it means. Whatever it means, it says. So I can assure you, without mincing words, that it's going to be a holistic enforcement. And so this is to get to the ears of these users to know the government's direction. So please, I want uh, those concerned to take it seriously. Mm. I'm sure the tax force will find time to come around and with further sensitization. Uh, taxi park, the proliferation of taxi parks all over the place. We are currently undertaking an enumeration of the parks we have uh, across the uh, just master plan, greater master plan, mm. with a view to see how we would streamline the activities. And then have, of course, there is uh, uh, a technology we've deployed at the moment that we will need to have, uh, uh, so we'll have surveillance cameras, the pr prototype scheme. Surveillance cameras uh, stationed in some two uh, portions of the state mm. that uh, will lead towards the registration of parks, registration of mechanic workshops, driving schools, peer park owners. And then that system tracks any airing vehicle. It has a dictator that dictates the number plates. So very soon it's going to be in effect. I was, uh, I went on an inspection of that. So we will take care of those uh, taxi parks mm. uh, by the grace of God. Roads construction, you can see it. I am not in uh, Mi the Minister right place works, to say, yeah. Minister of Works, mm. but then road construction is on. Uh, alternative for, for the bikes. Yes, when the law was brought in 2013, an alternative was brought, which is the KK. KK Napep. The tricycle. It's uh, the road. We have mixed feelings, but then we must go with uh, the law. All right. And then railway. I am glad to announce to Plateau people that uh, we've started receiving uh, materials for the revamping of the railway. We received the first uh, couch from a part of the country yesterday. It's in our custody in the state. We are expecting more to come within the week. Thank you. And then we're trying to meet up with our timeline. Mm. On, I mean, that's uh, good in, news. In, that's yeah. good news. Yeah. Thank you very much, Honorable Commissioner for Transportation, Honorable Jato Gyangdavo. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, modern transport, transportation is critical to the movement of good humans and, of course, ideas. Uh, and is going to facilitate business and make 
uh, just more enterprising and uh, government will make taxes, yeah. you know, from it. Thank you very much for coming. Gilbert, your final word. The Minister of Health, um, Ali Pate, you know, earlier today he said something that I think if implemented will help a lot of people, accident victims and at times gunshot um, injury, people who sustain gunshot injuries will have some really relief in terms of, you know, abandoning the police report that used to be the culture. He has said all federal hospitals should not give priority to that. And I think it's really key. Thank and you. people have to abide by it. There's a much will text. The news will come here. Wait up of the hour, 6 o'clock. Good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. Podcast.